And uh, can we hear it for one more thing, too? Can we hear it for September? Like, did September, yeah, two people like September. But, like, did it sneak up on anybody else, September, that is? Because, like, two weeks ago, I was like, all right, so we got two weeks till September starts. And then it was like, oh, no, it's, like, today. Like, se- like September is here. And then I um, also realized that there's, like, a million songs about September. Um, we were talking about that at work, so maybe, like, make a September playlist, uh, at least until September ends. Anyway, this is September. This is our first day of September, and does that mean flannels are okay? Raise your hands. Is flannels good for se- Is flannels good? Is flannels good for September? Anyone that's against flannels in September? Cool. All right. Effective immediately. <laughs> Effective immediately, flannel day at the forge next week. So be ready for that. Don't forget. Uh, and maybe, like, remind me if I forget. Um, so, so, you know, it's September. We're starting the new series uh, in First Peter. I said we're starting the new series in First Peter. Yeah! And the crowd goes wild. All right, everybody's awake. That's good news. That's good news. Um, and we're going to start at the very beginning of First Peter. Everyone's trying to take my job here today. Anna, thank you. Brody, thank you. I probably don't even need to talk at this point, but I'm still going to because I prepared for it. Um, but just a warning. We're going to start at the beginning of First Peter, and we're not going to make it very far into the into the chapter, into the book today. Um, so just a fair warning. But of course, before we do, we're going to pray. So let's go to the Lord and pray. Dear God, thanks for today. Thanks for holding off the rain uh, today until everyone got inside. And um, just thank you that that nobody was hurt last week in the storm. And um, just for uh, being able to shut down for a week and but to be able to see everyone today. Uh, I pray that you would you would speak through me that you would make your gospel clear through me that that uh i wouldn't hinder your truth um just let us learn let us grow and um just ultimately help us to find our identity in you thank you amen all right so like i said we're gonna start in first peter so um we're gonna open up to first peter and we're going to start at 1 Peter 1, 1. That's a lot of ones in there. I was typing it out. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of ones. All right, so 1 Peter 1, 1, starting at the beginning. Peter, done. That's as far as we're going to get into 1 Peter today. So um, 1 Peter, it starts with the word Peter, uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Peter. We're going to learn who he is um, he announces himself as the very first word, and before reading the letter, I really want to um, get to know the author. So like at the beginning of books, I'm sure, I don't, has anyone read an about the author thing? Because that's what this is. This is an about the author, so we're going to sit through it and we're going to enjoy it. Uh, but imagine this is one of those. And I want to get to know Peter, understand the perspective he's writing from, as well as um, why he's qualified to write. Uh, and I want to look at his origin, I want to look at his worst moments, and I want to see where his identity comes from. I think it's only appropriate to start at his origin, so uh, that's what we're going to do first. So, um, what did Peter do for a living? 
and what crazy series of events um, got him to the point where he would stop his career and follow Jesus? Like, that's a big deal. And I want to see exactly what happened in between what he did for a living and following Jesus, because it's got to be big, right? Like, most people don't just stop and pivot and, and do something totally different. So uh, I think we're a few slides behind, actually. Yeah. So um, does anyone know what Peter's job was? You can say it if you know it. If you don't know it, you can guess. He was a fisherman. Yeah, that's correct. Good guesses and good knowledge, everybody. So he's a fisher. Um, and I want to see how everyone's been listening so far. So we're starting our series. Oh, wow. My bad. We're starting our series in first. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the first word of first Peter is Peter. Peter yes. And there was a fisherman. Um, and his name was Paul. what? <laughs> it was Simon. It was Simon. His name was Simon. So, uh, yeah, not Peter. I, did someone say John? Did John say John? Um, Paul was a good guess too. Uh, I like that you guys didn't fall into my trap though. I'm impressed. I respect that. Uh, but no, his name his name was Simon, and I think that's important to know. It's important to understand because it can be confusing to see um, the Bible talk about the same person under different names. So I just wanted to touch on that real quick. Um, and it can be confusing for me as well. But uh, sometimes God will change somebody's name in the Bible to better represent what he's doing in their lives. And some examples of those are a guy named Abram. was turned. His name was turned to Abraham, which meant father of many. A guy named Jacob was turned to Israel, which means wrestles with God. And here we have Simon, whose name turned to Cephas. There's another word, another name. So Cephas or Peter, which means rock. Um, so Simon, Cephas, Peter, all one guy who we're going to call from here on Peter. Um, at least we'll do our best to call him Peter. I was going to try to combine all those names together and it just wasn't working. Uh, anyway, I want to take a close look at how he, um, how he met Jesus and how he followed Jesus. So that's going to be in Matthew 4. Oh, wrong way. Yeah, Matthew 4. It says, While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. That's Jesus saw two brothers. Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. So we already knew he was a fisher, but I really want to look at how he followed Jesus. I think it's, I think it's crucial, and I think it's interesting. Like, did he get his life together first? Did he um, worry about what other people were going to think? Like, what did he do? Jesus said, Follow me. And, and what was Peter's next action? It was to follow him. It says, immediately they left their nets and followed him. Immediately. Like, guys, they didn't clean themselves up. They didn't even clean up their boat and their nets. Like, Jesus came on the scene, called them to action, and they went. And just to kind of, in my head, put things into perspective, like, I'm imagining a scenario at, like, insert favorite coffee shop here, and you're doing work on your laptop, you got all your stuff, you're you know, doing the work from home life, and 
someone's like, hey, follow me. And you're like, see ya. And you just, you leave your work behind. You leave your belongings behind and go follow immediately. Like these things that, that you need, your belongings for work, are just left, not put away, not brought with you. They're left behind. And I think there's something so admirable about this faith um, because I think too often we're told to do something and we fight and we struggle and we try to make up a bunch of excuses and what we need to do first um, and make sure everything's perfect and we question and like why are we doing this and maybe the right thing is just to leave the boat just leave the net and go and Peter left the boat But it would certainly be a lie to say that Peter always acted so boldly, that his faith was always so strong um, when it came to following Christ. He did talk really big. I will admit that. He had a really big talk, um, but his actions didn't always follow um, his mouth. So um, Peter Peter said to Jesus, um, and this is close to the time that Jesus was going to go to the cross, And Peter said, even though they all fall away, I will not. And he said, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Like, wow, Peter, how bold, how strong his faith must be to say those things. He left the boat. He was ready to go die with Jesus. He was ready to go to prison, even when nobody else was. If everybody else turned away, Peter was like, not me, I'm in. I'll be there with you. But like many of us, Peter seemed to have a confidence that didn't match his ability. Um, Jesus said to Peter, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny three times that you know me. We're going to read that passage because um, it's probably Peter's biggest recorded flaw um, and probably his biggest mistake of of his life. And we're going to read from the account of Luke 22, starting at verse 54. It's kind of long, so stay with me. Then they seized him. Again, this is when Jesus was going to the cross. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house, and Peter was following at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, This man also was with him, but he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. So, break, that's, there's Peter denying knowing Jesus. One. 58. And a little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. There's number two. Verse 59. And after an interval of about an hour still, another insisted, saying, Certainly this man also was with him, for he too is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying 
of the Lord, how he said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Like I said, this is probably Peter's biggest mistake of his life. Denying the Lord right after he said he would go with him to death. Three times saying that he didn't know him. After he said, even if everybody else turned away, I wasn't going to. And you know the part that gets me the most in this? Um, and this is something I didn't, I didn't realize until this week um, as I was preparing this. is verse 61. And it says, And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. I honestly didn't realize that Peter's denial of Jesus was right in front of Jesus. That Jesus was there to experience the backstabbing of Peter denying him three times. God in the flesh had to see Peter reject him. One of what's probably his best three friends three times say, "Mm -mm, don't know him. I don't know him. Is in the presence of Jesus. And this could have been the end for Peter. Uh, after all, Judas, when, when he betrayed Jesus, um, he went and he killed himself. And honestly, Peter could have done the exact same thing. I don't think it would be surprising to anyone that if, if Peter would have done the same thing as Judas, just felt so much remorse, so bad, that he didn't even want to go on living. Everything that he had lived for up to that point, he had just thrown out. He, the man that he said he would go die with left him. His whole entire life, he turned his back on. Peter could have lived in the bitter state he was in for the rest of his life. He could have let this one act of denial define him. Um, he could identify as the one who denied Jesus when he needed him the most. I mean... When we think about Judas, isn't that kind of what we think of? The person that betrayed Jesus? Like, we don't think, I'm sure Judas did a lot of good things. But when you say the name, it's a negative. You think, yeah, he's the one that, the one that told the guards, showed the guards who he was so that they could capture him. And I think the exact same thing could have been done to Peter. I think he could have been defined by this. If, if he would have gone and killed himself immediately after I think he could have been known as the disciple that rejected Jesus when he needed him the most. But he didn't. That's not where Peter's story ended. Peter received grace and redemption. And it's like, how? Like, how do you come back from that? The betrayal of God. And after Jesus... Um, rose from the grave, he went back and he had a conversation with Peter, and we're going to be looking at that um, right here. Oh, nope. Yeah. This is their conversation. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my, tend my sheep. 
He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Three times Jesus was denied by Peter, and three times Peter said to Jesus that he loved him. And I have to imagine that, that Peter saw these parallels in the moment, and that's why he wept bitterly. Jesus redeemed Peter. He gave Peter a new identity. He made Peter a leader. Jesus is the good shepherd, and in this conversation, he gave shepherd tasks to Peter, the one who denied even knowing him. Peter's identity didn't stop with his biggest mistakes, and here's why that's extremely important to know. It's extremely important for me. It's extremely important for everyone here. Ready? Because if Peter's not defined by his biggest mistakes, then neither are you. And we can believe that, I think, for Peter, but sometimes can't believe that for ourselves. But if you don't take anything else from this talk, know that you're not defined by your mistakes. That thing that you keep beating yourself about, beating yourself up about, you've asked for forgiveness a thousand times, but you still feel guilty, you're holding on to it. Can I tell you something about that? The devil wants you to hold on to that. I think, it's, I think it's so interesting because when we're living in sin, the devil doesn't want us to feel bad about that. He, he wants us to go on living in sin like it's not a problem. And then when we take that sin and we want to repent from it and we want to turn from it, the devil really switches roles on us. Because it, at that point, when we should feel the most free from it, we sometimes feel the most, the most enslaved by it. We feel shame from our mistakes. And can I tell you something? The shame that you carry from your mistakes, that shame's not from God. He separated it. Why do we keep trying to bring it back together? It's not from God. Peter was redeemed. He got grace. And the same grace can be extended to you and to me. The very first verse of the book, what does it say? I think I have it. Nope. As Anna said, and she read a lot more, well, memorized a lot more, it says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, not Peter, the one who denied the Lord, but Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. What greetings do we need to exchange? What do you need to leave out after your name and put in something else? Like, what sin that you, that you feel like everybody defines you as do you need to drop and add your identity in Jesus? Let's drop our identity in sin and pick up our identity in Jesus. Not Peter, the one who denied Christ, but Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ.
Don't think this isn't for you. Don't let Satan trick you into thinking that that shame is not from God. In a second, we'll pray and have a few discussion questions. Um, why do you think Peter decided to leave the boat and follow Jesus? Um, and how can you relate to Peter's mistakes and arrogance in your life? And then, of course, pray for each other. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for Peter and thank you for his example and just like seeing that, that somebody that could deny you, that, that could turn his back on you, that could reject you, could become a leader. Not just to receive grace, but receive grace on grace and to be forgiven and given, given in, to be part of your ministry. I pray that you take our shame from us. We need it. Separate it like the east is from the west. And don't let us bring it back, even in our mind. Who you set free is free indeed. Don't let us be slaves to ourselves. Thank you for your word and everything that we can learn from it. I pray that over this series that we can learn from the teachings of Peter and from Peter's mistakes himself. Thank you. Amen.